We're taking a pause this week to remember an important and beloved part of Oregon's music community. On March 9th, Inessa Anderson passed away, three weeks after her husband Wayne also left us. She possessed the most beautiful radio voice I have ever heard. She was a kind and insightful interviewer. Her Inessa blog was a staple for those who wanted in-depth conversations. We were proud to also run it on OMN. You knew her from KGON, Kink, Portland Radio Project, and several other stations, and we knew her as a lovely person. In this coffee shop conversation from March of 2015, I was just getting to know her, and we swapped radio stories. I wish I had talked less. Well, welcome to the cupping room. This is the cupping room. The cupping room. Yes, and next time, on the next one, we're going to reveal what the hell that is. Well, it sounds like something positively medieval. It's not. You know, like cupping? Nah, it's not. It's not. There are lots of people <laughs> or, else, have, or else something uh, kind of sexy. I'm not sure. <laughs> there have, or Chinese <laughs> yeah, medicine or something. Yeah. There have been lots of, yeah. lots of uh, theories uh, on that. But I did next, sit down with a barista. And in the next episode, we'll reveal the secrets. They're not very bad. It's just oh, it has to do with coffee. Coffee. Coffee cups. Coffee yeah. cups. Right. But there's something that happens with cupping, and we can't <laughs> wait to hear about it. Well, um, listen. First of all, I'd like to thank you for all the all the letting us use these great audio packages. I'm not. I'm not. You know, the, the, on Oregon Music News, mm-hmm. they're just wonderful. And of course, they're on this very podcast. Wow. <laughs> you know, and it's just a, it's just been a great addition because they're so complete and they're just you know complete like how do you where where they're well produced is oh, what I'm saying. Right? Yeah, know? that's my training in part. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you go back to when people cut actually cut tape with with the razor blades? You know what I actually do, and it's yeah. so it's so funny because I was in radio <clears throat> during the. I was at uh, a station called Q105 in the big pink tower of power. You mm-hmm. were this is before your time. Yeah. This yeah. is during the 80s uh-huh. and my program director called me wait a minute. our say, own wait, blonde wait, wait. ambition. No, 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 no. Say that again. What? Where, where what was it? The big pink tower of power, <laughs> the US Bank. <laughs> and we were on the 15th floor and uh, my program director at the time was, it called me our very own blonde ambition. So that puts us in the Madonna era. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, it was it was right before the '90s when computers were really getting traction. Yeah, and we had it was a top forty station, uh-huh. and we had winners, and we had to have little conversations. Hey, yeah. Ted Collar, you're it. <laughs> and there we would be in between the four with four a razor minutes, blade. With a razor. Now, blade. a lot of people don't. I think a lot of people An don't Ampex know that. Tape. Yeah. Yeah, and then you'd I, replay. I don't even know if people knew it back then. You know that the editing was done. Everything is edited on computers now. Oh, it's so I mean, easy. You know, oh. I mean, we record this on Audacity, a free program. <laughs> You're such a cheapskate. <laughs> no, but no, I it is it is a free program. Yeah, and uh, but in in those days, because uh, I did a lot of radio work right on the cusp between um, um, tape and uh, analog and digital. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Between computers and basically and and, and razor blades, mm-hmm. literally, mm-hmm. literally razor, single edged razor blades. Yes, and you know the, the tape, the yeah. that you'd have to go like yeah, rub yeah. to make sure that your and that it was, your edits were your and tape it was bit. it was mm-hmm. it was a real skill that you it were, was you had to that you had to develop. I never did I never did it. Luckily, guys I worked with, people I worked with, um, uh, did that for me. Yeah, that you have an editor. Yeah, yeah. I had an editor. 
and and morning shows had editors that would do yeah, that, you know, yeah, at the time. Yeah. yeah. But it's uh, I I marveled. I I worked with a guy, uh, a recording engineer who had who had gone. He started so early. He started on wire recorders. Wow. Yeah. Now that's way before my time. <laughs> that was the late forties. Yeah. Late nineteen forties. Yeah. Uh, but he was so skilled. He could he could cut a track out of a sixteen track tape. Wow. I do I do know people with those mad skills. Yeah. And I'm good at uh I'm I've become really proficient in the digital thing. Yeah. I use Adobe uh -huh. audition for mm -hmm. myself, but uh uh it's the same kind as Audacity. It's yeah. the same way with a wave of wave file and you get yeah. to read, you get to understand that. But when I think back and I Tom, this this is so this is so vain, but at one point I really wanted to get the fake silk nails. <laughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> Uh, that women were kind of some women still do that, uh -huh. uh, but uh, you know, and they were long, and you know that whole thing. Uh -huh. It's a culture thing. And I think yeah. at one point we were all doing it, and I realized uh, there was a, a manicurist downstairs uh, uh, in the, in the uh -huh. U.S. Bank Tower that I'd go to, and I thought, how am I going to edit? Because I don't have my thumb. <laughs> oh right. Because I had a fake nail on, but I <laughs> but I learned it, <laughs> but. That's that's the only way that we got listeners on, you know, to, hey, yeah. congratulations, yeah. you're going to Madonna. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, technology's just changed so much. It's Silk unbelievable. Nails. Silk nails. So is nails, though. Oh, oh so yes. nails. Oh. <laughs> you know what? I, uh, you can see that I have uh, completely boy short now. <laughs> I don't bother with that anymore. I did a story once on a guitar player who lives in Eugene named Don Latarsky. Mm -hmm. Excellent guitar player. And he's he's had a whole career of making uh, uh, instructional books, and he's, right. he's terrific. However, when I got to the shoot, I noticed that he had picks glued to his fingernails. Nazi. He had guitar picks glued. I had never seen that before. Wow. And so you know how I started the interview. Don, <laughs> what's with that? What? Is that like Please, bondage or something, your, or what hold, is that? <laughs> hold your hand up to the camera and tell us why you did something. But I, but I know a lot of guitar players uh, and a lot of uh, finger pickers, kind of Tommy Manuel style, like yeah. Brooks Robertson, who's yeah, fabulous. Yeah, yeah. And you'll see that they have certain of their one hand has yeah. the nails. Yeah. And I, and speaking of silk, I bet you some guys, you know, you don't have to have the gel. You can just use silk and glue you know <laughs> to create to help them not break because that's what it's all about you know you have a little literally a piece of silk material and then you have a special glue like uh, i forget what kind of glue it is i'll, I'll take your word for it yeah but anyway that's my extent <laughs> and speaking of brooks that. robertson um who is he is also another guitar player from eugene what is down there? They I, have so many talented. Who people. was the other one? David. David. Uh, David uh, had, had a hyphenated name, and I can't remember it. Oh well. Okay, we'll never get. That Sorry, David. Back. You know who you are. <laughs> but Brooks is amazing. Yeah, I did. A, I did a TV story on him when he was like 15 or 16 years old. He was well, in high school. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. one of those guys that just got the right teacher at the mm -hmm. right time, mm -hmm. and the teacher who believed in him. And look at him play now, and he literally picking and grinning guy. Yeah. He's yeah. literally that guy, and he's so yeah, handsome, yeah, yeah. and he's grinning away and just enjoying. It's so much, so much that Tommy invites him on stage at one point. 
So were you one of those radio gypsies? Did you come here from another market? No. Really? I, I did not. That's so unusual. It's very unusual. I, I have friends who have, like my friend Dave Scott, mm -hmm. total gypsy. I, I have so many friends that have done that. Mm -hmm. Archer's done that. They're, they're dotted along the roadways and the landscapes uh, of going from city to city because, you know, the radio is so unpredictable. Yeah. It, it, it still to this day is. Mm -hmm. If you haven't been fired, you really haven't been in the business. But anyway, I came from New York. I was at Triple Threat, as uh, Larry Wilmore calls it. I was an actor, dancer, waiter. Wow. And uh, <laughs> that's the way you make it in New York. But anyway, I had worked at the Plaza Hotel with mm -hmm. a friend of mine who was in broadcast school. Oh. And I loved music, but I never really listened to a lot, to a lot of it except Bruce Springsteen, because of course you're <laughs> near the Jersey Shore, so you yeah, gotta yeah. love it, right? Yeah. But anyway, I did make the move here to the Northwest, and um, I thought, what do I want to do? I, and I still continued dancing and performing, mm -hmm. but I thought, I want to, I want to, I want to do that broadcast thing. And so I actually briefly went to a broadcast school, uh -huh. and um, at the very tail end of when you still needed your third class license just to sign oh, off. Oh, yeah. You remember that? Oh, you had to go through, you know, yeah. jump through all these hoops and yeah. tests. And, and then they changed it immediately after <laughs> yeah. that. But I, I began interning. I did a little stint at KBPS. Uh -huh. And I got uh, into uh, KGON. Hmm. And I was at... Now, uh, when you were at, you were from New York? Uh, I had lived here before. And hmm. then I knew, knew that my calling was in theater. Ah, and I, ah. of course, you have to go there. Well, where were you from originally? I was born in Germany. Germany, wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm a real hops, hopscotch frog. So did you have a, a an accent that you had to lose? No, no, no. <laughs> uh, <because> Lucky you. <laughs> well, it's like it's like anybody who's been born somewhere else and you're just a, a wee babe. Yeah. You know, and yeah. you have to learn the language as you get old, you know, and, yeah. you know, you just pick it up and you're a little kid. Yeah. So no, mm -mm. I mean I speak uh, I speak fluent Latvian. I was born in Germany, but my parents are from Latvia. Oh, wow! So it's kind of a you know. You don't hear much Latvian spoken. Uh, only in the community. Yes. You want to hear something? <laughs> yes. Miss Sejam the Kasaus Soviet World Cup. Tom D'Antoni. Yeah, okay. What does that? What does that mean? I just said I'm sitting here at uh, World Cup with Tom D'Antoni. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Nothing bad. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you've just heard some Latvian. I, you know, people always are a little bit suspicious if somebody's speaking another language oh, right. in front of you. Because it's, it's like, like what are you saying? Right, because it was like uh, Sid Caesar would do yeah. these, uh, had these routines where he would he would uh, pretend he was speaking another language. Yeah. He was like the master of that. Of course, he wasn't. He was just gibberish. Right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that's always good. Kind of, so anyway, so yes, here I come, sort of, kind of coming back home in a way. Yeah. But um. I just stuck it out here because I had my dance world, mm -hmm. and then I began to get traction in radio. I was at Magic 107, my first on-air thing, <laughs> <laughs> and that was just amazing. My first, can I swear here? Yes. Okay. Uh, I started overnights, and my very first word out of the call letters was, fuck. Really? <laughs> yeah, because I on the air. A, because I just <laughs> wait a minute. So sweaty. <laughs> you didn't not on the air. Yeah, <laughs> nobody heard. It was in the middle of the night. That's amazing. I know. It's amazing. You know, the, <laughs> I spent all these years in broadcasting, and 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 I'm you know, and I moved here, and I was still in broadcasting. Uh huh. And 
some guy invited me on a cable access show he was doing. God, I can't even remember his name, but it was uh, you know it was it was a uh, if there's such a thing as a popular cable access show, I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't even know how to find yeah. them. No. Anyway, <laughs> but um, he invited me on, and he said I could swear. Isn't that weird? And for the first time. I consciously said "fuck" on the air. <laughs> what a and relief, right? Was, no, I don't know what so it was. Freeing. It was this really bizarre feeling. It was like it was guilt and relief and and exhilaration. Well, and I'll tell you something. <laughs> uh, depending on what kind of streaming you're doing, yeah. uh, you know, the, the streamer that I work with uh, is, you know, we're we're sort of trying to be trying to be family friendly, so we want to watch out for FCC. For the radio project. For the radio project. But you have to be because yeah. it's going to be an, it's an FCC. Well, by the time, by, well, I hope maybe by the time uh, so, this, yeah. this goes up, it will but be. But you know what? Times are changing. We were just talking about the difference between um, uh, the digital and the and literally the Ampex tape editing. Yeah. Uh, I've heard this ever since Anthony Bourdain arrived at CNN with yeah. his show. Yeah. And he's amazing. I'm such a fan of his. But he has the language. And mm -hmm. I noticed ever since he arrived on CNN, they really let loose on what they say. And the other day, <laughs> I forget what the story was about, but yeah. this was, you know, uh, like um, whoever those guys are over there, you know, the anchor yeah. talking to the face, uh -huh. uh, the inter interviewer, uh -huh. interviewee. And he used the word, he was... It was probably something to do with all the yeah. turmoil in the world, and he yeah. was ticking through all the different – maybe it was the Giuliani – I forget. Uh -huh. But anyway, it's one of those incendiary stories. And the guy, the guest, was ticking through all these different things, and he said, that's just bullshit. Whoa. That was on CNN primetime. How about that? And they didn't catch him with huh. a seven-second delay. Huh. So things are changing. I remember um, I, <clears throat> I was doing a show in Maryland Public TV um, called A Critic's Place. Mm -hmm. And um, I was I, I was doing a, a a story on a review of Ian Dury. Remember Ian Dury? Of course, sex, sex and, and drugs and, and rock and roll. And roll. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, there was uh, he had written a tune about I don't know George Bernard Shaw and Albert Einstein. How crazy that is that? Called, there ain't have been some clever bastards. <laughs> that sounds so very Ian Dury. Right. Right? <laughs> and so I had it in my script, uh -huh. and the Executive producer calls me up and says, "We can't, we can't, we can't say bastards." Oh gosh! What do you mean you can't say? I quit. Oh, I you quit. did. It was the dumbest thing I've ever done because <laughs> I had this. I mean, I was. There's got to be none. a better fight, right? Yeah, I, now, at the time, I was working on a commercial station. Also, yeah, I was, I was producing stories for Evening Magazine, which had a had a forty share at seven thirty p.m. And I was, you know, we were killing, right? Yeah. Ah, little PBS show. Meanwhile, they cut off my supply of, of records oh. and everything else. But yeah, um, you paid for it in I, a way. I did. Yeah, it's it, yeah. You never know really when to take the high road. That'd be these know, days, it's like so difficult, yeah, right? Yeah. But uh, it's language is changing, I and mean, yeah. you know this. This was this is not a shocker anymore because I've seen. I, I haven't watched what the other networks are doing. You know, I really because I don't. You can say a lot of well on Comedy Central. Yeah, after but, eleven o'clock, you can say anything. But John Stewart even gets bleeped out. John Stewart gets bleeped. I, you know, I'm not sure that if they, I, you know, I don't because you only watch it once, right? Yeah. Um, you know, when it gets repeated after eleven o'clock. Um, uh, I wonder if, if it's still bleep. But the, yeah. the, the roasts and the stand-ups after 11 o'clock yeah. on Comedy Central, boom, you can yeah, say anything. I, anything goes at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and obviously, you know, 
uh, my viewing happens on you know HBO where anything goes right, or right, Netflix right, right. or yeah, yeah. you know the freedom to, to choose and the whole on-demand yeah. thing is, yeah. is a whole other conversation how we right. listen to our stuff you know are we really caring about radio um, you know somebody I was talking to a, a young aspiring grad over at uh, the um, uh, what is it out in Troutdale, the, the school, the, the uh, community college? Oh, Mount Hood. Mount Hood, yeah. yeah. And he was just, you know, talking to me about what he wants to do and, you know, maybe he can do some work for PRP and that kind of mm -hmm. stuff. And he's finishing grad school and going to go out and do internships. And he asked me, well, what, what's my favorite kind of thing to do on radio? And anymore, I, I, I don't want to just host a show of That Was, This Is. Yeah. You know, I'm more yeah. interested in breaking rules because I've, I'm a punk girl. Right. I kind of came out right. of that, yes. the CBGB's era of yeah. New York, you know, yeah. and I don't make me follow rules, you know. And oh. so I, I would think that just having conversations, having guests on, having musicians in, uh, mm -hmm. dancers, actors, mm -hmm. chefs, mm -hmm. <laughs> name it, mm -hmm. that's what I love. Yeah. That's what I love to make on a radio yep. show anymore. Yep. That's what I'm interested yep. in. Yep. I never met a format I, 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 that I couldn't break. Right. I, I love, <laughs> hey, I did country for six months. You did? At KUPL back wow. in when they were at, uh, where was it? Uh, uh, in the, the uh, Coin Tower. Yeah. And that was the most instructive thing I've ever done in the sense that country, I don't know how much you know about country formats, but uh, they, they really cater to their listeners. They're very so community. Yeah. You know, they really cultivate yeah. that listenership. Yeah. And at, uh, at the time at KUPL, every Thanksgiving, some listener would bring in a uh, – what, what's that really complex way of making a turkey uh, uh, where you oh. barbecue it, I guess? That, yeah. That was yeah, it. yeah, yeah. And yeah. it would be this giant turkey. The ones that explode. Yeah. Yes. But my <laughs> stint at KGON was very different because you never knew where those listeners were coming from. Oh, Somebody right. would bring you a box right, of cookies right. and you'd yeah. say, hey, where's my <laughs> test taster? <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's interesting all the different cultures of, of this crazy business yeah, that we're involved yeah, in. Yeah. I know. You know, there was a there was a period of time uh when my career wasn't going very well in Baltimore. And <laughs> I had to be a party and wedding DJ. Oh no. An on an honorable tradition. Yes. <laughs> with a with a polyester tuxedo and the, a red. There's red a bow movie tie. made about that, yeah, right? Uh, anyway. But the country the, the the country weddings, I don't know. Crazy, right? Yeah. Yeah, fights in the parking lot. <laughs> I love it. I mean, I'm not trying to stereotype people, but I'm. you can pretty much stereotype people, you know? Yeah, uh, well, we, the, you know, we tend to. Uh, I think that well, there's, no, there's, there's, there's some truth to it. <laughs> because we don't really identify with people one person at a time. Uh, I'll right. look at you and I'll go, well, he's such and such and such yes. a guy. Right. You wear a certain kind of uh, your, your uh, what do you call that kind of hat? Uh, fedora. Fedora. Yeah. You know, and, and you've got your dark, it's your signature look, yeah. you know, and I'm a slouchy hat. I'm going to have hat wear during the winter. I'm going to have to figure out a new look for when it gets really warm. But we don't take one person at a time, although we think we'd like to. I think we do group people. And it's a tough thing, you know, yeah. when you realize that that's – not to get all uber serious here, but I think that's what we do. That's why there's racism and, you know, things that we put people in pockets and assume mm -hmm. that they're a certain way. It's hard to take people at their face value. Well, there's a certain truth to it. Mm -hmm. I think that's so. That's the thing, you know. I mean, it's, that's the, uh, the mm -hmm. you know the the, the, the uh, dirty little secret. It know? is a dirty little secret. Yeah. No matter how many sociology or psychology yeah. classes you've taken, and 
you know, and tried, you know, world peace and all that stuff. I know. Hey, I am a classic Italian Leo, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't care. You know, uh, uh, I remember one time, and because Italians here in Oregon are exotic. How do you mean? Oh, you mean that they're they're, they're far and few between? Yes. Mm-hmm. I remember I was in Eugene or some someplace near Eugene one time, <clears throat> and I had to meet a musician's manager, and uh, I introduced myself, and he looked me straight in the eye without a, a drop of irony, and told him my name, and he said, that French? And so I played the Italian card. <laughs> I looked at him. Oh, my gosh. I looked at him. He thought I was going to kill him. Main streets. <laughs> <laughs> Tony Soprano. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I turned on the East Coast thing. Oh, right, you know right. I mean? Well, yeah. you're originally from exactly. yeah. the East Coast. From Baltimore, aren't you? <laughs> from Baltimore, yeah. Baltimore. That accent I had to lose. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I love the East Coast accent. Yeah. I really do. So... You know, it's just so I, so you know, I, I, I let the stereotype work for me. <laughs> yeah, and you know, I have let the um, when I've wanted to, I've let my West Coast accent because yeah. there is one. I remember I was visiting in in uh, Michigan one time, and and I said Don, as in D O N, the uh. name of of, and they didn't know what I was talking about. They the way that they. <laughs> That flat Midwest accent yeah. is Don. Don, yes. Don. Don. You know, so there's all these regionalisms. Yeah. But I've used I've used the hey, I was born in Germany. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> well, you people, know, I mean, the, the trying trying to be different and yeah. exotic. You know, for whatever your purposes are at the time. People don't think there's a Portland accent, but there is. Do you think there is? Absolutely. What is but it? But it's only in, in some words. Like what? Um, like the word cash here is pronounced cash. What? Oh, you mean like computer, like C A C H E? No, C A S S, C A S S H, cash. You know Henry Gripper, Sergeant Lieutenant Sergeant Henry Gripper, who does those those um, uh, he, he does the the police, you know, cold cases on you know these are PSAs on radio. Sergeant Henry Gripper, which is one of the great names of all yeah, time. Yeah, isn't that Henry great? Henry Gripper, <laughs> and, as a cop, right? Yeah. But he says case. And I've, I've heard never. lots of people say it. People always swallow the T in Portland. Portland. They don't. They never say the T in Portland. Portland. Yeah. Portland. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> now you're going to make me think. Uh, speaking of uh, Italians, uh, some friends of mine, the Medici's, uh, Nick and uh, – oh, anyway, I – They're really named Medici? Medici, yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, now, see – all of a sudden, you can't edit this in post, can you? No. <laughs> it's all real conversation. What's that street? It's We have the oddest names of streets. Gooch. Oh, good. Yeah, right. It's it's almost like New Orleans. Yeah. Where you you, you, you don't pronounce it that way. Like, like Burgundy Street is Burgundy in New Orleans. Really? Yeah. Cooch is, you know, couch is cooch. Right. Yeah. There's yeah, another yeah. street that has has some opposition going to it that I've heard recently, and I can't think of the name. <laughs> we almost have to go through the streets for yeah. me to c- try yeah. to remember, um, but I can't think of it right anyway. now. So. Well, people don't understand how crazy radio is yeah. to work in radio. Mm-hmm. People just, you know, I, it, it, I, I, you know, I've worked in radio, I've worked in television, worked in newspapers. Radio people are the craziest management. Mm-hmm. Talking about, <laughs> <laughs> and. And, and and you never know. You just never know because they don't tell you when you're being fired until you get off the air. Yep, there's a way that it happens. 
<laughs> Time-honored methods. Yeah, because <sighs> you know they don't want you to go on the go on the air saying I've been fired. That's actually happened to me. Uh, there have been. I some, mean, I not. Yeah. I didn't do that, but I, I, I some I was working at a network, and some guy got fired, and they, they had already told him, and he went on. Woohoo! I'm going to be fired. Well, the, Please call on the, the boss. other hand, there have been some really. Um, you know, nego people negotiating an honorable way out. Oh, I did that. Yeah. When yeah. I was at six twenty a.m. Yeah, you that yeah. you that you could negotiate like I'm yeah. going to be leaving on my own recognizance, yeah. kind of a yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There have been some really generous souls from time to time. Well, you know, if if they understand that you're a professional mm -hmm. and you, this is that not you've always the, displayed and that. this is not the last place you're going to be working, and you yeah. need to, you know, you need a, a nice recommendation to go to the next place or whatever. Right. You know, I, I you know, uh, um, when I, I was working at six twenty a.m. 85 different formats ago. When was that? 97. Uh, how long ago was that? When it, was, it was when it moved over from, from uh, uh, where Kink is. Mm -hmm. Okay. You know, mm -hmm. and, 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 and Entercom bought it. Now, oh, okay. whatever, who, whatever I don't even know was, what iteration was before, that was. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, it was a news talk station. Okay. Yeah, um, and, uh, um, and, and I, you know, I, they, the boss said, you know, we're, you know, we're replacing all the, all the, all the Saturday talk shows with, with network because it's, because it's and free. Some, yeah, and some things made kind of business sense. Yeah, yeah, and so he let me, he let me work for another three months, mm -hmm. and I went off. It was all fine, yeah. you know, because he understood I was a professional. And then there are those times, uh, and I can't. I, I, there must be other jobs that are like this in in just the job world. But radio stations, TV stations are owned by uh, an investment corporation right. of some sort. And right. so they want to see yeah. back the money on the dollar yeah. or whatever, you know. And, yeah. and sometimes stations get sold. I remember one time uh, our station got sold and everybody, of course, when stations were getting sold, that's when the worry set in. Oh, yeah. And I remember it was like a Gestapo thing. There were four really serious looking dudes oh, that came in with our, with our GM and PD uh -uh. and music director and – they, our staff was, PD was ahead of them, but behind were these four pretty serious looking dudes. Yeah. And we were all basically told that very <clears throat> afternoon, that's it, you're leaving. And those guys were there to make sure that we... Did they escort you out? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Not me personally, yeah, but all, right. all yeah. of the staff. Yeah. Yeah, there was a staff oh, meeting and out we went. We left our keys. Wow. And that was harsh. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So usually the sale of a station can signify a lot of things. It can yeah. say, signify that they're going to be changing staff, yeah. that there's going to be new organization from the top, yeah. bottom up, top down, whatever yeah. you know. And yeah. It's a it's a it's a rude and cruel business, but it's so much fun. I know. That's the, did you ever so work for fun. a station that was owned by one guy? Uh, briefly and briefly. And those people were nuts. Briefly, you know what <laughs> that station I was telling you about up in the big big pink? Yeah. Van Halen's owner, Van Halen's manager, owned really? us. <laughs> we had me some us, not me, us, all of us had me. I keep on saying me, like I was the only yeah, one yeah, having yeah, a good time. Yeah. But we had us some good times, and that was you. You, I don't know if you ever felt like this, but our, our, you know, those people who came through rock and roll yeah. radio, mm -hmm. our fervent bit wish was always that some really rich hippie would just damn, <laughs> damn it, Jim, buy us and let us do our thing. Yeah. You know, yeah, that was yeah. 
that was uh, countless people's wishes, you know, that we could bring in yeah. our little red wagon full of our own music oh, playlist, yeah. oh, and yeah. we get to do our own thing. I get to do that at KMHD. Yes, you do. Yeah. You're very lucky. Yeah. You're very lucky. I, you know, my, my first radio job um, was uh, at, at sort of the dawn of freeform rock and roll uh -huh. around 1972, you know, and um, 71 maybe, and I did morning sports on a rock station. Yay. <laughs> were you high when you were doing it? Of course. <laughs> Do you remember show prep back then? <laughs> I've, I've, never told the, I've, I have never told this story. Oh, my first day, My first day on the air, a friend of mine dropped by and said, hey, you need some speed to do this. <laughs> and... Oh. And I was, that was a bad idea. <laughs> I don't recommend this, ladies and gentlemen. Do you remember anything about <laughs> yes, it? I do, I remember it. Oh, I remember gosh. I got stuck in traffic on the way out and was oh, like God. completely frantic. Oh. I was frantic anyway because yeah. of the speed. Anyway, Ugh, crazy. crazy yeah, show prep. That was the first time I ever started <laughs> drinking coffee on a regular basis because I had to you be You realize. Did you do morning shifts? Uh, I did. I did. Is that I did. crazy? What kind yeah. of life is that? I know. You have to go to Why bed before any of that? your friends. You Why know, do people do that? I, I, yeah. it's I did, and I did a morning show myself as a single host yeah. uh, at KGON. Uh, I did a lot of morning show producing for, uh -huh. for Kink, you know, and so it's an exciting, but it's it's a rush. <laughs> It's a rush. There's yes. no doubt about it, but yes. it totally obliterates. You had to do so. You had to do 85 things. Yeah, and think ahead all the time. And, wow, yeah, fun. That fun. is such a skill. I mean, skill. it's a rush. It's a rush. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, uh, it can really wear you out. You know, my brother-in-law yeah. is up in Seattle doing radio, and he's done he's done uh, radio for I don't even know how many years up there, mm -hmm. and um, he's so uh, into knowing. When he has to go to bed and his family can uh, tiptoe around him. But he is like really when, when ready. Like when does he have to go to bed? I think he goes to bed around 7. Jeez. To start. Because you have to come down from your day. Yeah. You can't yeah, just. Yeah, yeah. You, and you really shouldn't take a nap. Right. So the lifestyle can be crazy. And I, when you think about shows on TV, like the Today Show, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, when do they get up? Yeah. Have to do makeup and have to look good and, you yeah. know, all that stuff. Yeah. So media is a really, it's exciting. Yeah. And but we're doing our own version of you know, I mean I'm so happy to be a contributor. You you've let me. Uh, I've I was an English major, uh -huh. so um, but I write in my own voice, so it looks like more like an E. E. Cummings right. <laughs> style. Yeah. Honestly, that's yeah. how I write. Yeah. But I'm really happy at this stage uh, not to really be in in doing a radio show per se. Uh -huh. But to be able to do these kinds of things and occasionally mm -hmm. be on PRP and and to have my voice out there with interviews with people who I want to do now, if only we can start getting some traction on the yes here yeah. I have a thousand yes, <laughs> yes. That's very, very you know true. so it's it's changed but um, I'm really really happy to be able to cultivate my writing skills. I think right it's now. important. I I, I have a tendency to go overboard with that. I, I the writing I, or no with with uh, in in having multiple kinds of voices on stuff that I'm involved in. I, I went to the, the complete extreme in, in the, in the, um, in the early nineties, I was publishing a, uh, a tabloid newspaper 
uh, in Baltimore. It was a, I had, I was the publisher of the of the underground newspaper back in in, in 1969, 70, right in there. Right. And then I brought it back in the 90s to compete with the sort of Willamette Week of the time yeah. in Baltimore. And um, I was I was such a nut about you know having individual voices that that was at the time when it, uh, <clears throat> people were still doing paste up actual paste up for for you know you would actually you know um, put um uh I mean, it was a physical thing the print the yeah, old for, print, for print right. yeah and then there was computer uh, generated design which right. is every, everything now and i would let each designer design a page wow and so when you turn the page it you didn't know what you were looking it at different, it was worked i liked it you yeah know? Yeah, very, so very I, have, that I have done that with Oregon Music News, and I made sure that people write in their own voice. Yeah. And I have caught help from copy editors. Yeah, it's not like the New York Times where there's no. a certain everybody has to use Mr. Dentholm no, no, when speaking no, about you no, in the third no, person no. or something. And that's the, but that's the, no, that's people, the voice of the New York Times. But you some know, people but, don't like that. But there's, yet there I should, there should be a certain uniformity well, to everything. What, well, but oh shit. Okay, but it's uniformity more in the the style, like say the Chicago style book, you know, where you know it's a yeah. you know where does a comma go inside the quote or outside that kind of thing. Just because we read, but I'll tell you something. We I don't know if you read the New York Times, but if I could just give a shout out mm -hmm. to one of my favorite writers from there who just recently died, oh, David yeah. Carr. Oh yeah. Yeah. Stunning man. Yeah. He wrote for media. He wrote about media, mm -hmm. and he was teaching a class at I think Boston University. And I want to, I want to grab that syllabus of his, and I'm gonna, I want to <laughs> read it because it's yeah. a syllabus he gave yeah. to his class at the beginning. Kind of like when I was speaking with Vijay Iyer the other day uh -huh. at the jazz festival. Mm -hmm. He goes up to Harvard, mm -hmm. and he does something very similar, where <clears> he'll give a, it'll be something between a seminar and a class, mm -hmm. and it's the professor that you've always wanted. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think voice is important for consistency in, you know, punctuation and, you know, I mean, I'm an E, like I said, I kind of tend to uh -huh. do an E.E. E. Cummings run on sentences, yeah. forget to capitalize my, yeah. you know, but I think that it is important for continuity to have your voice, but yeah. to be able to read it in English yeah. Yeah. <laughs> instead of... When did you discover that you had this voice? You know, you know what? That, that, that's that, interesting. You know, that people would respond to. Wow. Um, hmm. That's a good question. Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> don't you love it when somebody says <laughs> that? That's a good question. Yeah. Well, you know what? When I think about it, my father had a beautiful voice. And when uh -huh. he, when we were laying around in the evening and mm -hmm. he'd be laying on the couch reading out something out loud mm -hmm. to my mother. And I was there at his, at his knees. And maybe he'd be reading from Peregrine or something, you know, something mm -hmm. poetic. And so I'd hear his voice. And, I, and uh, I, we always had a lot of theater around our house, and so we had a lot of that kind of stuff. But um, I began to read out loud to myself in my room. And then my brother uh, was kind of the later era of uh, being in Vietnam, and he would be sending us little tokens from Hong Kong like, if he'd go out. And he asked me what I wanted, and I said, I want a, I want a um, tape recorder. Mm. And he sent me this, you know, and I was just a little kid. But it was a very simple one and, you know, a little tiny, you know, like the size of a clutch purse, basically, mm -hmm. like the size of my iPhone. Wow. But uh, <laughs> I started reading into there and that was at age, I don't know, I, was, uh -huh. I wasn't even a, a tween. I, and wow. I started recording my voice and I didn't know that I had a voice, but somewhere, I don't know, somewhere along the way people said, you have a beautiful voice. 
and I would hear it all the time or, you know, you know, being an actor, I'd always, you know, mm -hmm. do silly things with it. So it's just always sort of been in, you know, starting with my father, reading poetry out mm -hmm. loud. Just did did you learn to hear yourself and learn, did you adjust what you were doing from your little tape recorder? And not at first. I think where I first learned, uh, you know, a lot of people have that fear of, I, I hate the sound of my own voice. I never did. Yeah. And it wasn't like I thought, oh, I have mm -hmm. the voice of an angel. It was just that mm -hmm. it never scared me. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And and so <clears throat> I thought the next step is I maybe could do a commercial. There you go. And then I'd start practicing commercials, mm -hmm. you know, and that's how I make my living now with mm -hmm. voiceovers. <laughs> scary thing to do <laughs> to to yeah. hang your hat on on just one thing but anyway but you really but you have to love it yeah you know i i always tell people i, I never met a mic i didn't like <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean there's a skill i think there's a skill in not sounding like you love the sound of your own voice right uh because then that even just, if you do love the sound yeah of your own because voice. then that just sounds there's nothing wrong with loving the sound of your yeah, own yeah but voice. you know back in the i think back in maybe the 70s there were DJs. I I wasn't in radio then, but yeah. but there were DJs who were amazing, and I kind of favored that kind of. I grew uh -huh. up with W N E W and uh -huh. a woman named Allison Steele. Oh yeah. She and she was the night bird in New York, uh -huh. and she read poetry. Yeah. At night, yeah. and I think I was inspired by her mm -hmm. to start, mm -hmm. you know, practicing. But Eve, that was, you know, in my triple threat era of, you yeah. know, dancing and, yeah. and performing. And, and so it wasn't until I got to Portland, I thought radio, that I began practicing, mm -hmm. I think, with that still that very same little tape deck that my brother. Wow. But I did graduate <laughs> to a bigger Ampex reel-to-reel, yeah. you know. And <laughs> what kind of dancing did you do? It was modern, uh, mm -hmm. more from the, if people know the names, Martha Graham, mm -hmm. Merce Cunningham. Twyla Tharp, but I did sneak out against the better judgment of my main teacher, Eric Hawkins, who refused to allow, he didn't, if you did it, he didn't want to hear about it. You didn't dare go over to American Valley Theater and take class, or Maggie Black or something. Really? You know? No, because oh. it created a whole different kind of look in your body, different oh. muscles, yeah, and you danced with bare feet, so that was an era. Huh. It, uh, yeah, huh. the modern dance era for me. Huh. Did you uh, d did you dance here? Mm -hmm. Yeah, with various. You know, I mean, there's. It's like uh, when I arrived in Portland, the 80s into the 90s was like the indie and and, and the dance era. The dance uh, world here in Portland is very vibrant. Mm -hmm. uh, but <clears throat> at the time, it was more like an indie thing, you know, where mm -hmm. little groups would just sprout was out of everywhere. Was that during the era of PSU's dance program? Yeah, 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 all that, you know. So uh, modern dance was just, you know, and then Oregon Ballet Theater developed here. Yeah. And uh, when I when I had my daughter uh, in uh, 1985, uh, you know, of course, I thought, well, let's see what happens. And when she was four and a half, I took her over to OBT because I was taking class there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and, and performing, not with OBT, because I w was never a ballerina, yeah. although I loved the form. And, you know, she's now with New York City Ballet. Wow. And has been in New York for 12 years. Jeez. Living the dream. Amazing. Uh, but I always thought, if she ever said to me, Mom, it's this is not for me, uh, I want to play mm -hmm. soccer. And around 11 years old, mm -hmm. things began to change for her, and she knew huh. this is what I want to do. So you have to... You know, you have to listen to your children. Yeah. You have to listen to your own heart. You know. What of yourself do you, uh, do you see when you see her dance? Oh, 
Well, everybody says I look like her, so I take that to be a huge compliment. <laughs> Although I'm five two and she's five seven and a half, she's wow. more she's more built like her father, yeah. with really long legs, which mm -hmm. is what they want for yes. that company. What I see uh, in her is, uh, you know, that uh, TV show Girls. Mm -hmm. That's what I see in a way. Uh. That's even though it's set now. Mm -hmm. It's that's what I was living when I was living there. My uh, own, that that era of yeah, girls. So you know, everybody's talking together, and 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 now she's moved to Brooklyn, and you know. So I see this real exploration, and you know, it's like I have to be really careful not to do the G's mom moment. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm yeah, talking about. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I have to. I really I have to give her a lot of respect. My mother always told me, "You're an artist." Mm -hmm. And that's what I tell her. And huh. so that's what I see in her. I see an artist. Yeah. That's what I see in me. That's great. Yeah. 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 Um, so you're um, – uh, what, what, what is exactly what, – what is it that you do right now with, with PR, with Portland Radio Project? Well, um, I make the basic um, programming, the basic music choices. I, I program the music uh -huh. uh, and uh, I schedule it. Mm -hmm. And um, I create the logs, as it were, because we're yeah. a streaming station for now, and right. that has to all kind of go between, you know, mm -hmm. talking to each, you know, digitally talking to itself yeah. between all the different yeah. platforms. And um, I have a ball finding new music to play. Yeah. There, there is some. We have a huge library, mm -hmm. and we have a lot of the classics in there, of course. Mm -hmm. We have a lot of the blues, as you know. Yeah. Um, and uh, we have, we really, our imperative is really local music. And through that lens, but also through the current stuff, you know. Yeah. Uh, for instance, um, Common and John Legend just won Oscar. Mm -hmm. Now, that's a little bit out of our wheelhouse because we more are of an indie kind of style and sound. But when there's, an, when there's a reason for a song to be in there, I'll, I'll email it out to all our hosts and say, hey, throw it on. It's got context. Because mm -hmm. Common does go into, you know, the <clears> rap. <throat> mm -hmm. And so uh, we're not staffed 24-7. Uh, but we're staffed by some wonderful, wonderful local artists who then have also the choice to bring in their own playlist. So I try to maintain a real loose kind of grip. I don't have a grip on the playlist, in other words. Yeah. You know, um, they can formulate their own shows as long as they're in the wheelhouse. Yeah. And so I'm not really the program director, but I am the music director. And I, I uh, you know, I, I just go all over the place trying mm -hmm. to find music that I can download and you know and then there's that whole digital thing right you know uh, CDs we don't really play CDs yeah. it's not that's not in our studio right now mm -hmm. but everybody brings in a laptop and does it that way you know really yeah and plays it that way and then mm -hmm. I have a really great relationship with Terry Courier over at Music Millennium yeah if I ever need a record and say oh Terry uh, I'm, I'm not able to access such and such mm -hmm. can I can I grab it and He'll just lend me his promo copy, and I'll just, you know, up upload it. Do you miss doing a shift? You know what? Uh, I would love to do like a weekly shift where maybe I talked about here's what's new on PRP, and I'm hoping uh -huh. that that's uh -huh. going to be what I do yeah. because yeah. I I and I upload new music on the on a weekend, like say on a Saturday morning, and um, it'd be a great time to you know that the day after would be a great time to say announce. Here's what to listen for, both locally and globally, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, we do a lot of different formats, you know, primarily the indie, mm -hmm. but I love ele electronica, and um, <clears throat> I, I do like uh, 
even our older artists who are doing new iterations of things. Mm -hmm. uh, for example, that Bob Dylan new that new album of yeah. his is a great example of doing the Great American Songbook. Every single song on there was done by Bob Dylan, and it doesn't really fit into our format unless it has context. Mm -hmm. So I'm not really putting that into our playlist. So I really try to be judicious that way, mm -hmm. unless I know that. Um, there's going to be a host who can talk about it and mm -hmm. say, now, why am I hearing Bob Dylan singing, you know, uh, it's 3 a, he doesn't do that one, yeah. 3 a.m. song. But, right, right. but anyway, um, context is everything for the music that we play. And if we had, the hope would be that we'd have more hosts. And so it's kind of like right now what I'm doing is um, making sure that I see where everything is at mm -hmm. PRP and, mm -hmm. and uh, giving the tools to people musically mm -hmm. to use mm -hmm. and uh, a little bit of the promos you know that we that I work with you know voicing certain things yeah I do that yeah. you can hear my voice on the you know hey, it was in the PRP and that kind well of stuff. it's really a great way to keep current it is yeah. and I I hate that argument that not an argument but I hear a lot of the older generation say they just don't make good music anymore and they just ain't true <laughs> they just ain't true you know, but you do have to keep a finger dipped into it. Yeah. To know that they're making great music in almost every single place that you look at, mm -hmm. in hip hop, mm -hmm. in um, in blues, in in this great stuff that you are doing <clears throat> at KMHD. I'm certain you're finding the masters from the past, mm -hmm. but I'm sure that you're mm -hmm. finding mm -hmm. the younger generation too. Yeah. You know. Yeah. There's. Uh, uh, you know. Um, it's one of the great things about having uh, a diverse staff of writers at Oregon Music News mm -hmm. is that they bring they bring mm -hmm. that you know they bring you know things I've never heard of. Yeah. You know? Well, if I could, I, if I can, uh, I was thinking about this. I thought I wonder if you're going to ask me what my new favorite discovery is locally, and it's a group called Balto, B A L T O. Like Baltimore? I don't know, like Balto, <laughs> five piece and. Um, they just got in touch with me recently, and they mm -hmm. just knocked me away. Ah. And they're they're you know an indie rock kind of a mm -hmm. sound. There's you mm -hmm. know great players. There's there's a piano involved. I love that there are these old instruments mm -hmm. that are being used in in very mm -hmm. fresh new ways. Mm -hmm. Great players. Their next show is with Ezra Rose on, on the tenth. Ah. I'm not going to remember which venue, but you know. Right, right, right. Hmm. Okay. So. Uh, there. You heard it here, ladies and gentlemen. You heard it here, yeah. <laughs> and I think I'll, you'll be hearing it over at OregonMusicNews.com because uh, I'm gonna, <laughs> <laughs> we're doing a little write-up on it. Okay. Look forward to. Yeah, yeah. So it's great to be able to keep in, you know, keep mm -hmm. the keep the feed in. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, mm -hmm. it's really easy to isolate. It is, you know, and I, unfortunately, I think that's what a lot of people do. Mm -hmm. You know, people, I think, now more than ever are stuck in their own niche. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, one of the uh, founding principles of Oregon Music News was that everybody likes more than one kind of music. And we fight that. We fight, to, you know, to, to, to cover uh, everything. But I, I'm, I'm not so sure that uh, people get comfortable in their little niche, especially the niche of the music that they heard when they were in high school. Mm -hmm. And people just hold on to it. Right. And well, high school, first couple of years of college. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, stuff they heard in the dorm, or stuff they heard. And at that the is parties. transformational. Yeah. 
It is. Yeah. I mean, there's no yeah. doubt about it. The yeah. stuff that you grew up with, the yeah. uh, whether you grew up with the kissing good guys or mm-hmm. whether you grew up with 60s mm-hmm. freeform or yep. whether 70s rock or 80s punk and uh, you know electronica from you yeah. know or, you know the Cure and mm-hmm. all that you know mm-hmm. Pearl Jam, endless every era having yeah. its. Uh, you know. Yeah, it's 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 difficult not to get stuck there. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I, and, and I, I, it really is. I mean, I, I find myself really comfortable listening to, to rock, to old time rock and roll, mm-hmm. you know, R and B. Yeah. You know, uh, Fats Domino and, and all it's that. It's easy stuff. to listen to it's because easy, it's very, it's like a comfortable. For me, it's comfortable. Coat or because, shoe. Because mm-hmm. you know, when you, you know, when I, I think when people first discover music, you know, it is such. It is such. It is so transformational mm-hmm. that you, it just never leaves you. Right. You know. Uh, 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 but you know, you can't do that. You got to. You got to keep going. And and know? it's a personality thing too. But it yeah. depends on who you were surrounded by. If you have parents who were listening to music. Right. You know, my parents and my aunt and uncle were listening to tango and classical. Uh-huh. Uh, my brother and his his uh, cousin. We're deep into late night candles and joined by as and Bob Dylan, right. and we were like peering right. around the corner. Right. What's going on down there? Right. You know, <laughs> so it yeah. just depends yeah. on where you. You know, and and the thing is, I for for a long time in my life, I would be critical of people who got stuck in a particular era, mm-hmm. but I'm not anymore. Yeah. You know, it doesn't. You know, whatever. only country. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> 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 and it's funny. There's a, there's a there's a TV network called RFD TV. Hmm. It's a country. It's it is it is it's for RFD rural you know delivery. Um, and they 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 run like reruns of Porter Wagoner. And oh sure, they all the old gang. Yeah. The straw, the little straw between your teeth kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. Hee haw. Hee haw. Yeah. And it's uh, it's great. Yeah, I think I mean, I would, I don't, yeah. I'm not a country music fan, but it's, it's irresistible. Yeah, I think when I first heard the Outlaws, that's when I went, okay, oh, right. there's right. something yeah, yeah. here. There's something going on here. It ain't exactly clear. You know. Hey, I was a, when I was a kid, I thought Homer and Jethro were the funniest. Do you know Homer <laughs> and Jethro? Uh, Probably not. They they were country comedy. They would oh, make country. Okay. I mean, it does. I mean, it does ring a bell. And western parodies of pop tunes. Oh wow! Homer and Jethro, ladies and gentlemen. Google that one. I will when I get home. <laughs> uh, uh, there was a song called "Don't Let the Stars Get in Your Eyes." It was, a, it was, a, it was, a, it was, a, it was just, it was one of those things that was just in the era just before rock and roll, and you know they, they did their parody. They don't let the stars get in your eyes if you got water on the brain. <laughs> oh, it's so country. Which is really <laughs> shocking to say to hear that now because it's oh my god you're making fun of some kind of disability oh or whatever, right you know? right I mean, that, yeah it's but, political correctness you know yeah. i mean it, it yeah, was yeah. Stupid, it was it was the you know, but that officer. that is that yeah. is totally the way yeah. that a country song is made of course that is exactly the structure yeah. of a country yeah, song yeah, right yeah, there yeah. you know what you, you know what they don't have anymore answers <laughs> There should be somebody who you know take the take the the, the the most popular song off the Decemberist new Decemberist album, or take the you know take take a, 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 a the, the, the Academy Award winning song, or take some Glory, iconic yeah. song right yeah. now. 
Where is the answer to that song? Because people used to make answers. Oh, right. Like, oh, like 60s songs. <laughs> yeah. Where this is what we should be doing, like yeah. protest songs. You know, like, like yeah. uh, um, there was a song. what it is. I, well, I thought it because the, uh, a country. There was a song called He'll Have to Go by Jim Reeves. Or, yeah, by Jim Reeves. It was, it was to his girlfriend. Saying he, about, her, her, about the man she was seeing on the side. He'll have to go. He'll have to go, right? Yeah. And then a female country singer made an answer song saying, he'll have to stay. Oh, I see what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. So back and forth. Yes. That's what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't know. Maybe nobody's listening to each other's Here's songs. Here's the thing. Hipsters, <laughs> hipsters out there, if you really want to be hip, you will write an answer. I love an that. answer to Let's start that. <laughs> Let's start that trend right here it's and like, now, Tom. It's like, it's like cassettes coming back. Oh. You know, audio cassettes being cool now. Right? Okay, you heard it right here. You've heard a lot of things right here. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so, um, I think people would like to hear you on the radio again. Oh, thank you. You know, I mean, really. Because uh, the manager of this place... You know, uh, World Cup Coffee and Tea is a huge fan of yours from your kink days. Oh. You know, I told him you were coming in here. Oh, yeah, Nessa. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Uh, uh, and well, do, you th do you think most people remember you from kink, or what era do you think you had your, you know, you, you've well, had your greatest? the most recent, the most, the last 12 years yeah. uh, were spent at kink, so that's probably, probably you know, depending it. on you could, you, who you listen when. But, that's, um, that's your really identification. Right, yeah. I, because that's a long yeah. time to be somewhere. Especially and, in Yeah, radio. and I was briefly at a sport, I did sports did briefly, you? yeah, did I was you? a news person really? for the fan, and man. You did sports? I was, I, I read this, I read the news. Do you news. know anything about sports? Uh, well, actually, I know I know news. I know how to collect news. Ah, there you so, go. <laughs> but they were such sexists over there. I mean, oh. we went to see what was that uh, Demi Moore thing, the stripper. Oh yeah. We went to preview yeah. that uh, oh, together geez. with the Sean, Mitt, you know, the morning show guy. Oh my gosh, Oops. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so I and then KGO mawkish. <laughs> one way to describe guys who do sports. Yeah. Mawkish. Well, I'm not going to put anybody down. I you will. Know, <laughs> you can do it on my behalf. <laughs> but, um, uh, you know, uh, there was Q105. Yeah. And, you know, so yeah. it depends on who was listening when and when they yeah. were here. But because uh, I, I left Kink in 2012, yeah. uh, I was there for a, a long time. Long time. Yeah. yeah. And it's a long time yeah. to be somewhere. Yeah. So um, I really always appreciate when people appreciate what I've done. It is nice. It is. It's nice to be because you don't have an audience. I know. <laughs> you can say the funniest thing on I'm, earth, and you can't hear them laugh. I know. Is that a sad thing? <laughs> it's a sad thing. <laughs> it's a sad thing. It is a sad thing. We have come to this conclusion here at Cuppa Cuppa Room. <laughs> That's where all this has led to. It's a sad thing. <laughs> well, at least we can make each other laugh. There you go. <laughs> always, always. All right. Well, thank you so much. This has been great. It's been so Nobody much Nobody ever fun. gets to talk about radio. Never, I know. ever, anywhere. I know. This has been great. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to be putting it down in any way, but, you know, we've told some truths. I think so. All right. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks.